Welcome to the Co-Founders Podcast. Real-life stories from startups to billion-dollar iconic brands. Conversations with industry disruptors and inspiring leaders. Brought to you in part by WeWork, the world's largest network of co-working spaces. More info at WeWork.com. And the Pro Business Channel, uploading the future. More info at ProBusinessChannel.com. Now let's join our host and guests on this episode of the Co-Founders Podcast. We have two segments here joining us in the studio. We're going to be hearing from uh, the co-founders of Avava Virtual Assistants. Uh, and right after that, we're going to be having a conversation with the best-dressed man in Buckhead. Or maybe Atlanta. I don't know. I'll take that. I'll, I'll, take, that. I'll take it. <laughs> so that's Omar Kinnebrew. And uh, you're the founder of Bespokature. Absolutely. Oh, I've been practicing that for a while. Yeah, we're on on the money now. Okay, the rest of it's uh, easy sailing from here. Yeah. So, uh, Omar, before we jump into your conversation, our second segment, uh, give us your best um, uh, presentation of what makes y'all unique and what you're bringing to the marketplace. So, I would say in 17 seconds or less. Yeah. All right, let's go. (laughs) Uh, So, for Bespokature, it's absolutely our breadth of offering. So, we not only offer custom garments in terms of suits and shirts. But everything from tuxedos, casual wear like jeans, sneakers, shorts, polo shirts, overcoats, custom bags and, and travel gear, and essentially anything you come to us with in terms of a design, uh, my tailors and cobblers can probably make it. So fashion for all seasons. Absolutely. And for men and women. Yeah, I saw that on your site. Yeah. So you might not think uh, women's the women's fashion, but there's some sharp dressed women on that site as well. Yeah, a- absolutely. Also joining in the studios, uh, give a shout out to Nick Rodriguez. How's your day going so far, sir? Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> he actually waves where he's on a podcast <laughs> waving. I love that. Yeah. All right. So uh, now let's turn our attention to our first guests that are joining us in the studio. They are, as I mentioned, the co-founders of Vava Virtual Assistants. I love that name. Just something cool about that, right? So we're going to hear that backstory. So uh, that's uh, Lauren uh, Gall and Melanie Ammerman. Very good. All right, yeah. yeah. (laughs) When you have a pause, that means that uh, that you put a question mark at the end of the person's name. So so tell us about, uh, before we jump into business and um, the founding of this, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. So one of you went to the Ohio State, apparently. Yes, that would be me. and Proud were, supporter. Right. And you were um, in the radio promotions team, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, radio promotions for a local radio station there. Um, yeah. That was my first internship that I had. Yeah. And then according to your LinkedIn, <laughs> it also says that you were um, um, at that time – what else did I pick up on there? No, it was, um, yeah, the PRSA, but for the uh, Student Society. And you guys ran your own uh, student PR firm. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's something that Ohio State still does. And I think it's really great because um, it just gives you exposure to things that you probably wouldn't. Big um, time. We're working some of the new interns. Actually, up on our whiteboard uh, yesterday about the PRSA, uh, which is the Public Relations Society of America. And actually, you may or may not know, but the second largest chapter in the entire U.S. is right here in Atlanta, actually at our window in Buckhead. So, um, all right. So, uh, so Melanie, tell us your life story in 17 seconds or less. Yeah. My life story. Uh, <laughs> born and raised in a small town in uh, Wisconsin. Okay. And uh, went to school or finished, I guess, college in Chicago All right. um, at DePaul University. Nice. After that, uh, moved out to L.A. in 2008 or 9. I can't remember. <laughs> and that's where you all met, right? Yeah. And Because uh, I heard – actually, we met when you guys were hosting a, a breakfast event at Rome here in Buckhead, right? Yeah. Uh, so to, and we heard a little bit of that story, but uh, refresh my memory and tell that story of how Vava came about, how you all met. Yeah, so I uh, worked for s- in sales, um, and I talked to small businesses all day long. 
and a lot of them had the need for a VA. Right. But they either didn't have the money to, well, they had a need for an administrative assistant, yeah. but they didn't have the money to bring somebody in-house or right. didn't have full-time work to give them. And then we developed the idea. We met like the next week at a Panera, oh. <laughs> local Panera, <laughs> came up with our name um, and the concept and then moved forward. All great ideas come over, happen over a salad or a coffee or something yeah. over food, right? Exactly. Yeah, a meal. Um, and then, so those early stages, so you felt like there was a need in the marketplace and y'all just teamed up on that and you, you started the, uh, so tell us about the backstory of the name itself. How'd you come up with that? Actually, that same meeting, um, we came up with the meet with the name. She um, came up with okay, the yeah, name. So yeah. <laughs> basically, um, virtual assistant abbreviation can be VA. Right, and exactly. Just yeah. two of us, so Vava. Oh, okay, pretty yeah, simple, yeah. but Vava, <laughs> it yeah. worked really well. So it, big time, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's jump into a little bit of your business model. So, uh, how long have you all been in business, and some what are some of the type of clients that y'all serve, and in, in what capacity? That was about a three part question, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been we just uh, passed seven years in September. Congratulations! How about a round of applause for that? Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah. Um, and we serve various industries. Um, I would say it's mostly for the solopreneur that um, just needs an extra set of hands to get everything that they need to get accomplished in the day. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and ideally, you know, they're um, at a point in their business where they've grown a little bit, um, so they're kind of realizing that there's not enough time in the day to work on their business and in their business, right. so they need somebody to work in their business with them so they can work on it so it can grow and develop it over time. And, and what's on the short list of those uh, virtual assistant services that you all provide? Scheduling. Okay. Yeah. Calendar <laughs> right? management is big, huge. It's big huge. time. Mm-hmm. Organization. So back end operations. No, 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 dive into that because that is a big pain point for businesses, the ping and pong, yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about, you know, meeting here and coordinating uh, multiple people's calendars. So a little, little deep dive into that. So um, talk to us about the scheduling process and how you help people. Yeah. So basically, um, I mean, it can be as hands off as you want. We obviously suggest that just basically give it to your virtual assistant and then right. they can manage it for you. But it's essentially just making sure that you show up to everything that you have to get done um, in your day. So, I mean, we use Google Calendar, Outlook. Very, We can use whatever calendar that you're... Yeah, Calendly or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're using. But a lot of people just have... Strug- they struggle with managing it. Oh, yeah, and so the time. details and... Um, you Slips know, through the cracks, be- yeah. best practices. Those are some things yeah. that we always have. Yeah, um, to get them ideas. away from the back and forth, like you were just saying. Right. Basically, they just if they get an inquiry in to make a make an appointment, right. they copy their assistant. The assistant takes it over and nice. it's, it ends up on their calendar. Sweet, That's it. <laughs> like magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you don't want to give too much of the secret sauce away, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it gets done, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, for example, Omar is a busy man. He's out and about making appointments and so forth. So, uh, you meet somebody networking. Let's get together. Bam. Then you just. Uh, copy the virtual assistants, yep. and then you connect with that person. Yeah. And we voila. take it from there. They don't like our clients. Don't even think about it after they send that email or forward it to yeah. their assistant. They don't even think about it anymore. I, I love that. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So, um, so next, what's uh, what else is on the list? As uh, calendar is a huge hot button. What else? Um, social media management, um, and that has to do with Another like big the one? yes, ongoing calendar and postings. Um, that's just. Something that everybody, every business owner especially needs to keep up with, but it takes a lot of time. So, you know, we can take that. We have people on our team that have tons of experience with doing that um, in various industries. So they can kind of find the different clients' voice and their business um, perspective and come up with calendars for them, keep their posts ongoing. 
so you're also content creators then mm-hmm. as well. And in that space, um, uh, do you have like bundles? I don't want to get too much pricing because we want to keep this, uh, you know, the shelf life you know, could be dated. But but you have bundles or whatever as far as you manage part of my social media or all of the handles or. A lot of times we do everything. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You say that with a deep breath or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's like once they give it up, they don't (sighs) want it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah. Nice. Um, Okay, so let's talk about um, what virtual assistants, we kind of got an idea what they are. What are they not? Or where is there there any overlap or misperceptions? What we get asked a lot that we don't do, and mm-hmm. some other companies for sure do yeah, this, yeah, okay. but um, we're not a live answering service, so okay. we're not going to be you know answering all your phone calls that come in. Right. Um, we can support with phone calls that come in, but it might not be answering them. It might be listening to voicemail and calling people back or yeah. things like that. But we're not just sitting, you know, waiting for there, calls yeah. to come in. You're, yeah. you're not a call center, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well said. So talk to us about delegation. What does that look like uh, in y'all's business, or what are the struggles with? companies or individuals yeah I, I would say um delegation is huge a lot of people have um struggle with with mm-hmm. delegation because they don't know what to give up or yeah. when to do it right um and it's just one of those things where you can take it step by step you don't have to literally delegate everything in right. your business you can do one part of your business and then the next part okay. um, but once you delegate like you'll see i mean for sure, you'll see, um, in, you know, an increase in your bottom line. I think we did. We did. Yeah. As soon as we delegated to our team. Right. We, That's what I'm saying. Who do you guys delegate to? Whatever you're, <laughs> You are virtual assistants. Yes, do you yeah. have virtual assistants? Yeah, for y'all. Yeah. Part of the team, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, Melanie, talk to us about uh, outsourcing. Is that a f- four-letter word or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think there's a lot of um, hesitancy with yeah. a lot of people to do that. Um because of a lot of reasons, like Lauren said, it's hard mm. to know even know where to start right. or what to outsource and who to go to and things like that. Um, but I think what, what, what advice we give to a lot of people is kind of like list the things that you do every day that are recurring tasks that isn't necessarily your specialty. So it's like sending invoices or the calendar or creating PowerPoint, whatever that is. Right. And then start with that list. And then that's where you can start, you know, finding people to outsource to. And finding a good company that can kind of take care of all those things right. in under one roof is a, a good idea as well. Or you can find some individual specialized. Yeah, yeah. You struck a chord with invoicing. Sometimes we're like, uh, what, how, where, "Where's the money?" And we're like, "Oh, we didn't send the invoice." Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. So um, as we're kind of wrapping up this segment here, so uh, we were talking earlier. We're uh, we have a new pilot concept show called Atlanta's Best Podcast. So for uh, what makes y'all's Atlanta's best in your space? Um, there are a couple things that I can think of. Um, one, uh, all of our, uh, the people on our team that work with our clients are U.S.-based, um, so we don't outsource to different countries. Um, they're all specialized in their realm of service, so they, if they're doing executive assistance, they have that background. If they're doing social media management, they have that background. Content writing, exactly the same. Okay. Um, and also, I had something else in mind. I know exactly. You, oh, you had what yes, I call I a remember. you have what I call a brain vacation. Yeah, I like that yeah, better than the alternative. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we actually are a service that has all that under one roof. You know, okay, your yeah. website design, graphic design, all really? of that as well. So, yeah, yeah, because you probably have, mm-hmm. in addition to your internal team, a number of uh, freelancers that you work with and collaborate with as well. Right. So that makes that that business person that one stop, you know, uh, shop, exactly. you know, scenario. Right. Yep. Uh, you mentioned um, when I mentioned outsourcing. It can potentially be that four-letter word, but um, if they're all not only just U.S.-based, but you probably heard this phrase, right, that says, um, do what you do best and... 
Outsource, Outsource the rest. Outsource the rest, yeah. <laughs> exactly. right. I was hoping you'd know that one. I figured you did, yeah. Okay, so um, so what what's next uh, for y'all? What's the next big uh, undertaking? Can you give us a scoop here today or what? Yeah, you're opening in Dubai or Sydney, Australia or? Um, London, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> London, um, Georgia, because there probably is one, right? There's a Paris and a Athens and Rome, yeah. Um, What's so the any, next step? Yeah. Well, um, just kind of getting our name out there more so we can service more um, okay. cities, just be more um, available in more cities in the U.S. and all over, actually. Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't think about that until you mentioned that. So obviously you're based here in Atlanta and in Buckhead and so forth, right? Uh, your, your headquarters. But because you are, your name itself, virtual, uh, what's the balance of clients you have uh, locally as opposed to other, other parts of the country? And is there pockets where you've, it's really kind of taken off? Yeah, I would say Atlanta's pretty big. Sure. Um, Los Angeles, where we started. Right, right. Um, But, I mean, we just, a couple weeks ago, signed a client in Switzerland. So. Dang. Yeah. Very cool. All right, road trip. Yeah. Nick, uh, we got a road <laughs> exactly. trip, whatever, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> We're it, all going to Switzerland, yeah. Um, all right, so, uh, and so finally, how would folks uh, find you on the internets? I will do the basics, and Lauren can do our social media. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, our website is vavavirtual.com, um, or you can in, uh, email us at info at vavavirtual.com, or give us a call at 888-603-9997. Well, that's, we just record that for a commercial on the next show. And every <laughs> and <then down> she <laughs> did, man, yeah. And she no notes good. or anything, yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies, what was our pleasure? Our social media, did you want to share that? Oh, yeah. social media, Instagram is just vavavirtual, and then Facebook is just Vava Virtual Assistance. And same thing yeah. on Twitter, yeah. Same thing on Twitter. We don't talk Twitter, about Vava Twitter virtual. too much, but yeah, I I, we uh, we tweeted and found you all on Twitter and yada yada, followed you today, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, so thanks. Uh, hang tight here. We're going to bring you back in our in our roundtable discussion to talk um, some follow-up questions with Omar. Omar, hope you, hopefully you got some great questions for the uh, Vava Virtual Assistance uh, co-founders here in the studio, but um, oh yeah, I'm learning a lot. Right? Yeah, me too. Yeah, right. <laughs> we just cleared. We just cleared up a whole calendar, or whatever. Now we can take <laughs> that off. Take yeah. that off your off your plate, right? Um, okay. So uh, as we mentioned, Omar is the founder of Bespokature. Uh, I'm so excited I can pronounce that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, the, you're set. You're ready okay. to go now. And the, uh, I'll have you give more highlights, but your brief description is you mm-hmm. provide high-end, custom-made garments, shoes, and leather goods for men and women across the globe. What about children? Do you have any absolutely. little children's suits, whatever, little uh, Timmy running around all decked out? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Really? As I said before, if you have a design and a need, we can ha- we can take care of it. So we've crafted tuxedos for... Oh, wow. The, yeah, so many of my groom clients, yeah, yeah, sons yeah, sure, or nephews yeah. and weddings, right, we'll yeah. do that. But most of the time, it may not make sense because kids are going to sh- shoot right yeah, out of their clothes. So exactly. it has to be worth it. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll say that. Yeah, uh, the operative word there being custom. Yeah. All right, so, um, so as we mentioned, your Luxie... Uh, uh, Clothier, style consultant in Atlanta. Uh, before we jump into your business, again, tell us a little bit about your uh, your backstory. North Carolina, it looks like, uh, AT&T State University. A&T. We'll come after you for I, that. I guess AT&T <laughs> yeah, have their own yeah. university. Yet. But, but it's, it's a common mistake. <laughs> I'll have you do your that. introduction <laughs> from now on. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no problem at all. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I have found my home in the South. I absolutely love it. But actually, I grew up in Connecticut okay. and went to school in North Carolina, A&T, which is one of the largest and the best. HBCUs out there and got my my degree in in business and then started working in Atlanta. Fell in love with the the city that was back in 2007, 2008 and was actually living in the Buckhead area. So I'm very familiar. I was right down 
right down off uh, City Marcus. Yeah. Um, so very familiar with that. I was in sales, sales management, and after a number of years, decided to go back and get my MBA at Mercer, which is you know, right up 85. Yeah. And that was in marketing and strategic management, and, and after wrapping up there, I uh, just kind of slowly but surely found my way into the 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 retail side of fashion. So right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've... Uh, I watch y'all's videos, watch your video on, on, on the website, too. It's very impressive. It really uh, speaks to what you do, whatever, right? Very, uh, describes it very well. Okay, so um, so when did this? Tell us the backstory of your new venture here and how that kind of came about. So it's funny. So let me just backtrack. For those who obviously weren't in the room when we were on air, oh, yeah, right. you, you, we were talking about the name change or the name overall. So right, Bespoke Chair yeah. is very unique, of course. And you mentioned... Well, it's not like it was Omar's clothing line. What's interesting <laughs> is that so I rebranded literally two months ago, and the old brand name was OSK Styles. Right, yeah. And OSK Styles, OSK is my initials, Omar sure, Salim yeah. Kinnebrew. And easy enough, just put Styles, create a business. And yeah. I started out selling pocket square holders and other accessories. Okay. And I just needed to create some business name to, to move forward. And so I started selling accessories on eBay Etsy, Amazon Prime back in 2014. Before Spotify, I, or not Spotify, um, Shopify. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Add a fi to any yeah, word exactly. now. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Pro business fi, yeah. Yeah, so, no, so I literally I created a pocket square holder. My wife thought it was cool. She said I should probably sell it and was selling it for a year, year and a half. And since I had connections with tailors overseas, it made sense to bring an offering for you know well made, well priced garments to the Atlanta market. And so Establish a connection and partnership with them, and in 2016, that's when I launched the custom clothing offering okay. of what was OSK Styles, right. and had been growing that, doing it part time. Right. I, I was in sales and sales management, uh, you know, years ago, and was building up the business, and then uh, adding on more offerings. So not just custom suits, but jeans and overcoats and then shoes and leather right, yeah. boots and and and, uh, and when from I head got, to toe oh absolutely yeah. or shoulder to toe we'll say so, well you don't do hats or whatever I don't do yeah, hats yeah. I, well, I need to yeah, I know I, don't, yeah, yeah. I know Rich I, I know I know but that just it gives me another uh, potential opportunity yeah, right? yeah. yeah. so so, <laughs> nice, so uh, yeah so 2016 um, you launched into custom garments and then as I switched from one of my sales roles to another company they weren't doing so well after you know so many quarters. Laid off twenty percent of the sales force. I was, I was, yeah, I was within that basket. Oh, wow! And it was, at, I was at a point where the business was doing well. I didn't want to go back into corporate. I looked at my wife and said, yeah. "I don't want to go back to work." She right, said, right. Not a problem as long as you pay the mortgage. So I said, <laughs> there's <laughs> always that asterisk in there, oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, not a problem. Pause. Yeah, but yeah. we but, still yeah. need to keep the lights yeah, on. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So she was very supportive in in that regard, and I just you know kept pushing and really had opportunity to focus on the business 100. percent So this past April was my one year mark of running the business full time. All right, all right, all right. Congratulations Thank for you. that. Yeah, Thank well you. done. Yeah. Thank you. So is she involved in any capacity in the business, or um, yeah? She is my part time model. So some okay. of the some of the women's some of the women's pieces that you may see on the website or social media oh, okay. is, is my wife. Yeah. Nice. But she's she's running her own. Now, is she on the payroll then or whatever? How does she get paid for that gig? And yeah. hugs and kisses. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's smooth, man. He's got it down. Yeah, But yeah. Uh, no, she's she's an awesome realtor in Atlanta. So if nice. you guys need to buy a home shout or sell out, yeah. a home, yeah. yeah. Give a shout out to her. What, yeah. uh, where does she work? What? Uh, Keller Williams. So okay. yeah, cue the realtor on social media or Quateria Kennebrew or just contact yeah. me and I'll help her sell houses. Yeah, duh, yeah. <laughs> but you need to have a backlink to her uh, to real estate on your, on your website. But that meanwhile... So um, we're going to talk about uh, some of the other unique offerings and mm-hmm. so forth and what makes you unique in the marketplace. But a little bit of uh, backstep. We were talking, about, as you mentioned before, when the, how we, what we 
officially met today, but the backstory is um, we were at, we've had Facebook, as I mentioned a couple of times on Georgia Business Radio. Then we were invited to their Facebook Community Boost Atlanta event. It's about a 50-city tour around the world, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's about 30-some-on in the U.S. Absolutely. Um, and then we had an interview. Well, actually, Judith was our point of contact. Um, at the event uh, with Lori and Pope, mm-hmm. did that interview. So, uh, and you were, um, and finally we do a shout out to Debbie Fitzgerald, right? Yeah, we got to drop all these names, <laughs> yeah. right? They're like, hello, I was there, yeah. So, speaking of being there, so uh, we had crossed paths because that was a three day event. I think we were there on day two, but you were on one of the panelists, uh, panel event. Talk to us about that. Uh, correct. So, I, I'm guessing because I spend. A decent amount of money with Facebook advertising. <laughs> I don't know if there's the radar. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. So um, every now and then, I would I'd have somebody reach out and say, "Hey, we just want to capture your insight as far as you know how things are going right. when using Facebook marketing right. and Facebook ads, et cetera, et cetera." And then one day, I was asked if I'd be interested and potentially speaking on behalf of small businesses in Atlanta. And that's where you and pause 1001, and then yes, it, right? It, oh, maybe. <laughs> Would no, you be interested? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Darren Sanders was the other uh, Facebook liaison for the Atlanta Small uh, Business Community Boost sector, and you know, he's, he coordinated everything to where I was one of the three guests that uh, came on stage with Lorianne right. and were able to just – discuss our experience with using the Facebook platform okay. as a growing business and small business itself in the Atlanta market. So right. that was pretty cool. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, not only is it an emerging brand, uh, you're, you're a unique space, right? There's not a lot of people doing as you do, but there are. We're going to talk about that in a mm-hmm. second, right? Your, your competition, where you kind of fit in the mix right there. But in addition to that, um, you have a very visual business, right? And so it's a perfect fit, yes or yes, for Facebook. And now they bought Instagram. Absolutely. Hello, right? That, and then, yeah, so every day, every day, Got to post every day. Well, now you have visual. virtual assistants that can help you with that. Yeah. I think they're already taking. They were taking photos earlier. Yeah. yeah, they got questions. Yeah, hold those questions for a second. Yeah, they're gonna have a signed contract. I think yeah. Melanie has a con- contract ready for you. But it's it's a, it's a, a very aesthetically driven business. So hundred percent having Instagram and Facebook, you you need to know how to utilize those platforms, whether it be organic or the paid approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, because every dollar, every second, every interaction counts. Well, correct me if I'm not an expert on this. Uh, I tell people, um, interesting enough, um, you know, we've speaking about paid advertising. We've we've generated in our first year, year and a half as an emerging brand, half a million downloads to content like this that shows we've done. Phenomenal. Not on this show. I don't want to make, make you nervous. There are not a half a million people <laughs> listening right now, right? But um, but looking at your cell phones at the table, that means people went to their cell phones, saw something compelling that they've never basically heard about us, right? In Switzerland or wherever it is, right? And clicked, uh, I want to listen to that content, Absolutely. right? I've never heard of virtual assistants, right? Or Vava assistants. So I'm going to click on that and download and listen to it. That's in addition to website traffic, that puts us in the top 5% globally in website traffic. But downloads... I mean, it's gold, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I forget how I got off topic there. But no, it's the advertising. So we've never spent uh, any money on SEO. Well, although I did spend $5 on a Facebook ad one day, but other <laughs> than that, right? Um, but so I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're looking at a hybrid, right? Because to launch your brand, to kind of get a kickstart and get it going, you invest some money in that online uh, social media advertising. And then, uh, and we'll probably do this in the roundtable mm-hmm. as well, but that spurs up a buzz and an interest in the community. And then it almost, it takes on a life of its own in terms of the organic and the spread, right? And Absolutely. Um, but there's a few different aspects or elements, you know, to, you know, it depends on what you're putting out there. Right. Um, are you reaching the right audience? Yeah. Does that, are they receptive to it? And will, do they like it enough, as you said, to share it so that it gains its own traction and yeah. it picks up? And so at some point in time, and 
let me commend you for not having to spend anything except five dollars <laughs> right, on a right, Facebook right, ad. Right, yeah. You know, because I, I certainly started out that way. Don't but, tell Loriana whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but we plan but, on spending more. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I, I want to hold on to that joke because it's a great joke. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, but you know, at some point in time, I had to say, okay, I need to spend some money to reach more people Absolutely. because there are folks that have deeper pockets in this industry and in order to capture that or gain that awareness and capture that audience you have to spend so well it's um yeah. you great interesting point because for the pro business channel networks we hadn't but now we're actually launching a new venture within the network called atlanta's podcast studios awesome and for that we plan on really investing because those are keyword search items mm-hmm. and it describes what we're actually now offering the studio as a rental like a uh, airbnb or uh-huh. like a uh, Right, so you can Very just come cool. in whether you're on our channel or our content. Or regardless, you can just rent the studio mm-hmm. like a musician would rent a music studio. Just produce your podcast right here, and we'll have the engineer. Nick, are you available? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a thumbs up. Yeah, actually, Nick, make a make a note. We want to uh, in our in our in a minute here when we do the panel discussion. Uh, let's do a deep dive into this whole social media advertising management because that's there's a great commonality between all parties here at the table, yeah. including PBC. So Nick, I mean, not Nick, um, Omar, um, <laughs> so talk to us because you guys are dressed about the same, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm tempted to like uh, have you give us some personal, yeah. So, so give me some do's and don'ts. Don't look at me when you give this advice, but um, <laughs> maybe Nick, but, <laughs> but he's like, why are you throwing me under the bus? Yeah, now we got the SMH going on over there. Yeah. So, Talk to me about uh, in terms of guys, right? Because uh, what are some do's and don'ts? What are some what do they call it? Not flaws, but um, fashion faux, oh, pas. faux pas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It, ooh, it, it's hard to. Just oh, he's got a whole list here. Yeah. What I would say is, you can't go wrong with having basic items in okay. your wardrobe, and whether that start be, me off here. All yeah. right, all right. <laughs> so whether whether that be for business wear, which it could be you know, your typical. Our standard gray, like a charcoal or, or navy suit, white shirt, you know, brown shoes, you're, you're good to go. But as you and I were talking earlier, these days a lot of business cultures are transitioning to the more casual yeah. office scenario. The hipster. So, yeah, there, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Or, or have, you know, all, now all you need is, you know, a cool pair of khakis or chinos in, in yeah. a few different colors, some you know, nice, not worn out shoes. You know, brown is always well, a, they're a good. Yeah, today they're I, good. I, I, yeah. I didn't look down. I didn't no, look today down, they're Rich. good. Okay. Yeah, yesterday different story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, so brown is probably the best option in terms of yeah, I've, I've burgundy, yeah, burgundy. But speaking of brown, because uh, that used to be a no no, right? Uh, yeah. Is a suit with brown shoes like what you? you oh you yeah, it was, find it was your... only navy, navy or black suit and black it. shoes, and that was okay. it. Well polished, but you know, we, times are changing. Right, absolutely. You yeah. know, so. You, you can't go wrong with just some of the basics, but no matter what, you want to ensure that your clothes are clean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that they fit well, because that's a you know a, a major thing these days. You can wear whatever, and your garments can cost whatever. Right. But if they don't fit well, look right on you, then you just look like a, a mess walking down the street. You don't yeah. want, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> sometimes I am that guy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, because speaking of fit, I have a couple of jackets I love, but the the sleeves go way past my fingers, or whatever. Yeah. Right? It's just like I know it's not. A, it just feels like I'm wearing like a big old blanket or something. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? The the cool thing is that if you get with a tailor, a clother, or alteration oh, yeah. specialist, you can fix a lot of this. You can revive a lot of your old garments if you have somebody that knows what they're doing. And speaking of this, so because um, one of the issues you probably run into is like I'm thinking I'll buy some new clothes, but uh, maybe I need to lose some weight, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm all all of a sudden. So you can, can you adjust those at, over time? Absolutely. So the beauty of going custom, um, especially with my clients that are getting married, so right, I, yeah. a lot of everybody's always getting ready to go on their oh, diet before time, they get yeah. married. And you exactly, say, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to lose X amount of weight, so let's 
account Wait. for that, and I say we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna measure you Fit as you, you for are today. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and if they do lose the weight, fantastic. You know, kudos to them. Yeah. And we can adjust taking it in. Pretty now, what you won't see on off the rack garments is the the seam allowances. Yeah. So that's the space inside of the the seam inside of the fabric right, yeah. to let out. Yeah, yeah. The the pieces because they want to minimize the amount of fabric they use when you know, they do these large production runs. So in, in custom garments, you have more fabric in the seams so that as you're adjusting weight, as you're adjusting space, garments yeah. for your weight over time, you can still enjoy a, a, you know, wearing the suit Absolutely. years and years. Okay, so our last question before we open it up to the panel here. So uh, Omar, talk to us about, uh, as we mentioned earlier, launching this new uh, pilot concept called Atlanta's Best Podcast. Mm-hmm. So what makes uh, your business uh, Atlanta's Best? Uh, so... I want to go back, and I, I mentioned that I changed the name from OSK Styles, and right. now the, the new brand is Bespoke Couture. And you that got is, that right that time, yeah. I did, thank <laughs> you. I've, I've been trying it. I've been trying. Lots of practice in the mirror. Um, so Bespoke Couture is literally the future of bespoke. Um, you know, So I want folks to be able to wear garments, whether it be business, formal, or casual, and let it be the pieces that they want to customize. So what we deliver as far as our garments and shoes and accessories, um, it's unrivaled because we offer everything. Outstanding. Well said. Okay, and finally, how would folk get, uh, people get in touch with you, our listeners? Yeah. Uh, so, website is www.bespokature.com, and that's B E S P O K U T U R E.com. I feel like we and should have a bell ring. Yes, it's yeah. spelled right. Yeah. Round of we'll applause. Yeah. You, got your, you got your name <laughs> right. right. We'll get that on the website, yeah. the show notes, and all that good stuff as and, well. Yeah. And then uh, social media Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Bespokature. Again, B E S P O K U T U R E. And yeah, feel free to reach out. We'd love to, to chat. Awesome. Well, it's our pleasure having you in the studio. So we have a few more minutes remaining. Um, so let's open it up here. Nick, if you want to bring up your microphone as well, and uh, we'll just do a quick roundtable here. So uh, questions uh, uh, for our panel here? So I, so I was thinking for, you know, as I hear more and more about virtual assistant, I was not familiar with it at all. And thinking about what I run into on a daily basis, which is trying to get everything accomplished, do you have a preferred client, whether it be a solopreneur or somebody who's more established, because with the solopreneurs, we need a million things done like now and don't know where to start. I would say, um, what? I lost the question. <laughs> it's okay. The That's what happens when I just talk He's spending way a lot of plates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that anybody that finds them in that spot is a good uh, fit for us. Um, like if you need... I mean, you just can't get everything done in the day, mm-hmm. like, and you just need that um, right-hand person that can, like, you just take some of those things off your plate. Let me see if I can translate. What I was hearing is um, you're asking, you're, you're spinning a million plates. What's maybe the first plate you could take off his table that would help him? Uh, yes or yes? Or, does that make sense or no? Or, or so I, I realize I probably asked four questions. Yeah, I do, I do so, that, yeah, too. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah I do that. <laughs> that <laughs> ideas just flow That's why there. Lauren was like, uh, one yeah, question right. at a time. Yeah, rapid fire, I call it. Yeah. You guys, she really she hit me under the table. So if you had a, a preferred or ideal client that I guess you market towards, and then also um, is it easier working with somebody who's more established or an oh, yeah. up-and-coming solopreneur? No, I would say it's not easier less easier depending Mm. on the person i mean honestly it's just the person that really just needs that help and they know they need it yeah okay um so when you know you're you know ready to outsource and Mm -hmm. ready to go then then that's you know but but it might be what he was saying not i'm not i'm just adding to this now i'm just thinking on on my own is that uh 
maybe a early stage is a little bit easier because they haven't they don't have all the moving parts so they can have you with like a blank slate to you're not having to retool things potentially right but sometimes it's too early for them to outsource it you know in terms of uh, funding or Mm -hmm. bandwidth or whatever right yeah yeah definitely but i mean just the other day we had a well not just the other day probably last month we had a client that's been in business for years 27 years and she was like i wish i had hired you years ago Mm -hmm. oh yeah <laughs> because right. of all the things that we've done. And then does technology as it advances, you know, how has that yeah. played into your business having been around for seven years? Does, does it help or hurt? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I'd say oh it definitely gosh. helps. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. we even, even us as yeah. We, we talk about this all the time, like, do you remember how we operated before X was in place? <laughs> right, right. And we're like, long, no, long ago. Yeah. but I don't know how we did it. <laughs> we did it somehow, but yeah. Technology has Huge. definitely helped us. Yeah, because we use it. Y'all, are exp- you, you, y'all, or I guess we're in the South, it's okay to say that. Y'all all experienced uh, our Schedule Once, which are our scheduling platform, yeah. right? To confirm your booking, to uh, give you directions to the studio, all the information, right? Very so, um, But a lot of times, there's, we have this experience. There's so many widgets. Every day I'm coming across a new shiny object. I think that would be great. And on paper, it makes sense to implement it. But there's, you know, there's nothing that completely runs on autopilot. You still have to have somebody hands-on. So I, that's where I think may, maybe as a client, I, hey, we're using these widgets, but if you guys do it for us, right, mm-hmm. now you get the, the best of both. Yeah, the less, the, the less you time you spend on little minor yeah. tasks like that, right. the better, because then you can go out and do the things that you want to do. Well, and this this um, thinks, reminds me of a new show we just uh, launched called The Visionaries and Influencers Podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading a book called Rocket Fuel, and it's actually visionar- Visionaries and Integrators. Mm. So in any organizations, you have those two pillars, right? So you have the visionary person that just sees a big picture, has this imagination, this great idea. You guys are looking at each other like, what role do you guys play? We do. <laughs> visionary or, or integrator? We're one of each. Well, okay, yeah. She, she's nice. Visionary and I'm the integrator. integrator yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it is important to have that balance, that role, right? Because I mean, the, the classic examples are Steve, uh, Steve Jobs, visionary. I mean, undeniable, right? But as great as his idea was, he had to have Wozniak to actually blueprint it, make yeah. it happen. Walt Disney, everybody knows Walt Disney. Like, wow, that's a, 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 that mind comes along once in a century, right? And it still is permeating on a global scale today, although he's been gone for years. But who he was a visionary. If it was only him, we probably wouldn't even be know about Walt Disney today, mm-hmm. right? So who is his integrator? Actually, see, most people don't think because that, that's the person that makes it happen behind the scenes. It was actually Roy Disney, his brother. Oh, wow. Without him, you know, because uh, you, you got these ideas, have great ideas, but you have to have some a team or somebody to actually make it happen, yeah? Okay, so before any questions you all have for Omar? Or? I have lots of questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess... Do you find, um, well, first, how can you walk us through, like, the experience of of a client? Like, Mm -hmm. if I was going to be a client, do you go to them or do they come to you or, like, is it on location? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, It's perfect because a lot of people aren't familiar with experience of a custom garment. Great question. Yeah, I don't have a brick and mortar, um, which is actually to my benefit because it allows me to remain mobile. I visit clients at home or work. Or wherever is convenient for them. If I have a client that's coming from out of town, we may meet at their hotel lobby, yeah. um, or, or or capture a suite, or, or you know, if I need to meet somebody out of state, and so we connect them. We'll sit down. We'll review my plethora of fabrics and identify the right look in terms of like the color, the the weight, the feel of the garment that we want to create, and then we go through the design elements. So we're literally going to build it from scratch. Wow. So we talk about all of the elements that my client may want in a particular piece. Um, after that. 
we'll capture measurements. And so I take about 24 to 27 measurements, depending on um, what we're going to have made. And then I'll take some photos. I'll take some notes as far as their body structure, because I have to then relay all of that to my tailor. And so my tailors will craft the pattern. And after they craft the pattern, then take the fabric and and start producing the garment. And it takes about uh, roughly four weeks for my garments to be produced and roughly five to seven weeks for my shoes to be produced. And, And when they come back, and then it's time for our second fitting. So you and I will connect. Um, put the garments on. If any tweaks need to be made, then I'll pin up, you know, in the areas that we want to make those alterations. I'll take it to my local tailor or seamstress, and then we'll have that updated for you in a couple of days. And so once we make the adjustments, your measurements are now updated in my system. So if you were traveling and we weren't able to connect, you could just call me up and say, hey, Omar, I'd like to place an order for an overcoat or a pair of jeans. And, that, yeah. you know, you have my measurements. This, this is the design <laughs> I want. Awesome. You can, wow. you, yeah, you can shoot me a photo of, <laughs> of something you want me to duplicate and we can just rock like that. And have it arrive in Switzerland when my plan Ab- lands. Ab- lands. Absolutely, yeah. 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 <laughs> Melly, looks like you have a question there. Oh, I just crossed off my I know, question. I saw that, yeah. I answered um, my turnaround time question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, my first question was, um, you mentioned um, having, like, exposure on social media and online using ads and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, how else do clients find you? So you mentioned SEO in terms of website. So first and foremost, uh, I made sure that my website was built out I'm very heavily for SEO and able to find me on Google. So if you type in certain things, you know, whether it's tailor in Atlanta, um, clothing in Atlanta, you know, small business, et cetera, et cetera, there's certain keywords that will populate so that folks can find me just searching. Um, also, I go to a lot of networking events, which Laura and I have met <laughs> prior. Uh, networking events, being out and about. I also may host, sponsor, or vend at particular events. So I'll be at a, a large wedding expo in mid-November and the Royal Congress Center. Um, of course, social media, organic and paid, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I got and, off of Tumblr because it wasn't really... I know, working. yeah. And you're a high-demand speaker on stage for Facebook. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, every now and then, in the, uh, I do ask to, to speak or, or share some insight, but uh, referrals have been another main part of the business um, because... I've produced some really cool wedding pieces. I have a person that you should know. What about a celebrity I, I, I client? Want, I like, want to know them, yes. Yeah. You, <laughs> what about a celebrity clients like Steve Harvey or whatever? That guy, man, he's got a team behind him. Right I, now. Absolutely, yeah. and a million dollars to spend. But not, I don't have anybody to that yeah. caliber. I'm working on some partnerships now yeah. where I don't believe I can say uh, any names yet, but, but we're getting there. Okay. Um, but the cool no, thing is that with what I offer and you know, in terms of scope of who I can reach and what we can do, I have clients all over from various backgrounds, various age ranges and genders. Well, um, uh, you're welcome to start with me, Rich Casanova, the, the <laughs> world guru media outlet here. <laughs> we'll work a deal afterwards or whatever. Yeah, trade for Absolutely. a podcast or whatever. Yeah, Absolutely. And then I'll, I'll actually be in the nines here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, you have a question here for the panel? Yeah, I actually wanted to hear from everybody on the, yeah. at the uh, panel, I guess. What advice would you give to young people who want to start yeah. a business? Great. I'm looking at go. I'm let the experts go my, first. You've been in business yeah. seven years. <laughs> um, the first thing that came to my mind was um, just go with it. Just start. I mean, yeah. start somewhere. Like we just started, you know, with the name and the meeting and then the tagline and then okay, we needed a website and then okay, what what are we going to be? All are we going to be offering? Okay, how do we get that out there? Like just step by step by step. Um, so if you look at it as all in one, a huge picture, it can seem really, it's really daunting. Yeah. So I would just say just take it step by step and just go with it. Yeah, and the other thing I would say, one thing that we had, we've always had, is somebody in the industry that's doing 
better than what like been in the industry a little bit longer than a mentor that you would, you would kind yeah. of look to yes. follow yeah. to ask questions okay. mm-hmm. to mentor you i mean we've had so many along the ways along the way that have really helped us they've given us business um they've just answered questions that we have yeah, yeah. they just have been there for us and we can't repay them like we can't well, begin to repay them so awesome question and then omar <laughs> your response to nick's uh, those were my responses. So, <laughs> yeah. no, so no, Melanie hit it right on the head because anytime somebody asks that question, you literally just have to start. Um, it's it's awesome, you know, putting together a plan and identifying the goals, et cetera, what you want to do and achieve. But you actually have to start. Very similar to yeah. real estate investing. Until you make that first deal, you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Right, you're, yeah. you know, you're still novice. So just get started. Take some action toward, uh, and then absolutely, like Lauren said, utilize your resources. There are there's always going to be somebody that knows more than you, so don't be afraid to be vulnerable and ask right. for help. And just a heads up, you do not need to take out a million dollars for a very long. Unless, unless, hundred percent, yeah, you can bootstrap a lot of projects. Absolutely, season, yeah. unless your business is very capital intensive, maybe you need yeah. certain equipment. But yeah, right. you don't need to get a million dollars or right. even go on Shark Tank, you know, to, to start a business. You know, there's all these other ways that you can be successful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Nick, and, and I think you all answered it well. I mean, it is like like Melanie was saying, start with the first thing on your list, but start with uh, bringing on that first client as a virtual assistant, that first, that first uh, client for their uh, their clothing needs or that, that first listener. And thanks, mm-hmm. Mom, for being the first listener here at Pro Business <laughs> Channel. Yeah. All right, so um, so that's, uh, that's going to wrap up this segment here of another exciting episode of the Co-Founders uh, Podcast. Here on behalf of all of our panelists, uh, Nick, our engineer, uh, our listeners, and our billion-dollar Buckhead View, I'm uh, Rich mm-hmm. Casanova. We'll see you on the next episode of the Co-Founders Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Co-Founders Podcast, brought to you in part by WeWork, the world's largest network of co-working spaces. More info at WeWork.com and the Pro Business Channel, uploading the future. More info at ProBusinessChannel.com. Use the social media links here to share this show. To submit a guest request or listen to more episodes, visit CoFoundersPodcast.com.